0: We commence today's show talking politics with former 2024 GOP presidential candidate, former member of Congress, and former CIA clandestine officer Will Hurd. Mr. Hurd, how are you today, sir? Travis, I'm doing great man I'm, it's a pleasure to be on your show it's an honor to have you on thank you for the time glad we have an hour a whole lot to talk about I don't often get a chance to talk to black Republicans and when I do I am fascinated by the dialogue <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm
1: a good one I'm you, a good black Republican all right okay let, you let, know, we got we gotta make that distinction let me right?
0: let, let me start with that what what is to your mind I'll follow you all hour
1: long what is a good black Republican will hurt Look, you know, one of the things that I try to talk to people about, you know, what what is the GOP? You know, it's bigger than just Donald Trump. It's bigger than just the, um, you know, senior elected officials. It's people that are willing to vote for a Republican, and that's the way I I I, I define that. And and for me, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Republican because I do think that the private sector has an opportunity to help people uh, move people up the economic ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in a strong foreign policy that uh, America has become an exceptional nation, not because of what we have taken, but because of what we have given, not only uh, example of, of how to be a democracy, uh, but helping our friends and allies uh, uh, around the world. And so these are the t- the topics um, that I try to talk about. And, and one of the reasons why I've I've Been a Republican
0: for for most of my life. Mm. Um, I appreciate that list. Uh, we'll interrogate that as we move through the hour. Let me let me let me ask a couple other broad questions, Will, and then we'll, we'll jump sure. uh, jump through this hour. Um, how, to your mind, do Black Republicans writ large, not just Will Hurry, but how do Black Republicans across the board fit or not fit so neatly into this version of the GOP?
1: Sure, and, and and again i i think when you say this version of the gop i think it's a gop dominate you're you're talking about a gop dominated uh, this is this is, this is
0: donald trump's party right now you and i both yeah. know it yeah yeah no
1: it, we, we 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 know that and 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 again i i um so so how do we fit in um you know it, it it's fascinating there was a, I, I about a year and a half ago i read a book i 'm going to butcher the title, but it was you know something like the tragedy of the black republican mm-hmm. and um it, it talked about how you know going all the way back to the 1950s how very senior you know well known figures within the black community were part of the republican party jackie robinson mm-hmm. sure. was 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 the republican and and so so I, I think where we fit um, the, the 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 reality is, like you know, it what's the, the the old skit, it was I think it was a key and peel skit, um, you know, about black Republicans. We're not a monolith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and I would agree with that. But I but I think when it comes to the economic message of the Republican party, uh, that, you know, black and brown people fit squarely within that. How do you, um, have an opportunity, to, the best chance to, to build a business, grow your business, right? To, um, benefit from retirement from a strong and robust, um, stock market. You know, these are all things that, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a black folks, we should all care about just like, uh, folks from other from other parts of the community. I, I think the problem is, you know, this, you know, the, the 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 debate. You know, I think Ron DeSantis was the most recent example um, of, you know, it was slavery a jobs program. Mm-hmm. Right? Slavery, slavery was not a jobs program. Period. Full stop. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that that story continued when it was very simple to be like, hey, let's clarify that language in the code. You know, they were they were changing. How kids in school are going to learn about slavery, right? There were some benefits of slavery, and 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 so I, I think these continued debates um, is what hurts the GOP. In in in, in yep. black communities, and and again, I'm I'm not you know I, I don't dismiss any of that stuff. Right. All, all that stuff is real, um, but there's plenty of us that actually don't believe in, and try to fight against them.
0: And see when we come forward, when i we come forward, I I want to debate that because to your words, and I think words matter. Will I don't think there are debates about that. I think there's an ideology that is pervasive inside this party. You give the example of Ron DeSantis and and um uh, uh and slavery as 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 a jobs program. There's also Nikki Haley. Uh, they're, the, they're the last two standing, basically. Uh, there's Nikki Haley and her refusal to even say uh, that the Civil War was fought over over slavery. So it's not just a debate. This is an ideology. Um, and again, there are a number of candidates who espouse these views. I'm just getting started. Lots to talk about with the former GOP presidential uh, candidate this time around, former congressman Will Hurd on Tavis Smiley. Hope, hope agency, dignity. This is Tavis Smiley. Okay. May fresh Daily in the Mert
1: Park, Los Angeles, California.
0: You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Will Hurd, who I'm delighted to have as our guest, uh, kicking off today's program. Former U.S. Congressman, former... Uh, GOP presidential candidate We've been uh, uh, just getting started In this conversation uh, Really about black folk in the GOP We'll cover a lot more ground In this particular hour uh, But but we'll uh, Back to this point You were making a moment ago uh, About these debates Inside the GOP I don't really see them So much as debates When you think about the stuff That's come out of Nikki Haley's mouth Or, or, or not come out When she mm-hmm. refused to say slavery Was the reason for the Civil War The example you just gave The brilliant example Of Ron DeSantis And that nonsense uh, Vivek Ramaswamy Is finally out of the race Thank God for Jesus because the stuff that this this idiot, I mean, this fool, I mean, this brother uh, was saying is just absurd. You know, so I I, I don't know. see this as a debate. Frankly, I look at that debate stage and I see it more as a pervasive ideology. You would disagree with that assessment? Uh,
1: so look, I, I I can't disagree. These things are happening. I'd I, I push back with you just a little bit on okay. on, on, on Nikki Haley. Okay. Uh, on Nikki Haley specifically, right? And 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 it's, it's clear I'm I'm supporting M- Ambassador Haley. Uh, when I got out of the race, I think she's our best chance of, of preventing Donald Trump from becoming the republican nominee mm-hmm. um she She made it very clear that she should have said slavery was the first thing out of her mouth right and and she's she's you know now you can say, okay, she could be criticized for having to walk those comments back, but she you know in subsequent interviews still to today she talked about you know the civil war was because because of slavery now this doesn't change the fact. That there is a, a percentage of uh, of uh, too big a percentage. What that percentage is, you know, anything bigger than zero to me is too big. Mm-hmm. That think that uh, the Civil War wasn't about about slavery, right? And and having to address those kinds of people, it, it's problematic. And, and the fact that in 2023 there's still people in the United States of America uh, that think that, obviously, I don't, right? But but so is this pervasive? Like, I, I think when people push back on these narratives or criticize the Republican Party, those aren't always highlighted, right? And mm-hmm. and look, I'm I'm one of the, I'm one of the people that do, right? I'm the one that always is trying to uh to talk about why these positions and people espouse are wrong but when you when you talk to regular voters right like and and this is where i separate when people say the Republican Party, like, what does that actually mean, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to say, you know, uh, some of the majority of the people that were running for president had, had, you know, um, has had some problem, uh, talking about race, then, then, you know, the answer is yes. But when you look at some of the voters and the people that I've interacted with when I was in Congress or interacted with, when i was running for for the presidency um that's not reflected mm-hmm. in, in that voter right mm-hmm. and, and 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 but but this is part of the problem with our system right mm-hmm. is is why we have gotten um so polarized right and and 20% uh you know in primaries only about 25% of the country vote and that's republican or democrat and if you look at iowa uh uh this later this earlier this week only 14.6% of of republican um that people are registered republican in iowa voted and and trump got fifty percent of that so he only got seven point five percent of the entire um you know uh, uh people registered as a republican in iowa yeah those those small numbers is part of the problem that's why for most of my career, I try to talk to that bigger group of people to try to encourage them to vote yeah. because then we'd start seeing better people and, and policies that are more reflective of the entire country.
0: Let me ask you a quick question about Nikki Haley, then I want to talk about your campaign and a great deal more as we, sure. moves, as we move swiftly through this hour with uh, with Will Hurd. Um, uh, Iowa is prologue at this point. We know what Donald Trump did there. You just laid out the numbers quite nicely. Uh, New Hampshire is up, what, in eight days now? And um, uh, Nikki Haley is hoping— uh, for a major victory in New Hampshire, you and I both know that in New Hampshire the voters are more moderate. We know that the voters are more educated, so it's a different Republican electorate in New Hampshire than it is in Iowa. Uh, what do you think her chances are in New Hampshire?
1: Uh, I think her new, new, her chances of winning in New Hampshire are very strong. Right, her, the momentum has has been building for for quite some time, and and I always say, you know, when when we look at uh, Iowa versus New Hampshire. Um, I think the last Republican to have won Iowa and then won the presidency, which George W. Bush in 2020, right? Um, last election, the people that won Iowa was Ted Cruz before that, Rick Santorum before that. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I think it was like Pat Robertson or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or Pat Buchanan, excuse me. Um, and, and so New Hampshire is an opportunity. Polling has her um, basically neck and neck with Donald Trump. She has big endorsements um who um, uh, knew the governor of new hampshire very well like he's actually the most popular governor um in of course de santis DeS- uh, of, of, course, of
0: course DeSantis santis had the the endorsement of the governor in iowa and that didn't help
1: uh, it, it didn't help but but it, it's it, it, in new hampshire it's a different different scenario right and and look even the polling in new hampshire is different um and shows it more competitive then in Iowa, and and another example of know you know how she's building momentum is the fact that Donald Trump is continuing to attack her left and right um, while in New Hampshire and and since and since and since it was literally uh, two weeks ago when the momentum was real. So so she has a chance. Um, and and again you know if if turnout is good um, you'll see positive results, but if turnout is low um, then you're going to see kind of the, the Trump uh, base um, come out full force. Yep. Let
0: me circle back. I lied. I said uh, I want to ask about your campaign. I do. But let me talk back to Iowa right quick, because um, I was uh, reading a story uh, just this morning, uh, a recap Of what all the late night comedians had to say on you know monday night and tuesday night uh about the fact that the iowa caucus was on the same day as dr king's holiday his actual birthday on the 15th they're all the jokes were just flying because clearly you couldn't ask for two polar opposites the iowa caucus uh, for republicans and celebrating the person i regard as the greatest american this country's ever produced that happens the same day that leads me to ask how you assess all of these all this commentary uh uh, oftentimes coming from the right that wants to take Dr. King's language uh, and twist it like a pretzel. They use that line all the time uh, to suggest that he'd be against D-E-N-I. Uh, Bill Ackman, the, the, the white brother that took out Claudine Gay at Harvard, made some strange comments on Monday. And others have done the same thing. They take Republicans, that is, uh, not all but too many, uh, take King's words that he would want his children to be judged uh, not by the color of their skin, by the content of their character. They take that and then make this an argument that King would be against uh, diversity, equity and inclusion would be diverse. Uh, any number of programs um, that um, they include, of course, affirmative action now wiped out by the U.S. Supreme Court. But what do you make mm-hmm. of persons on the right, p- Republicans, who take King's words and twist them to advance their own agenda as if he uh, ign- as, as if he was about ignoring racism rather than addressing it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I I disagree with all that, right. obviously, and I think anybody who's ever you know read anything ab- about Dr. King recognizes that he would be a proponent of making sure uh that the inequities that many in our community still see is impacted. And, and and look, one of the ways I try to explain this to people and, and Tabas, you know, this is a this is a basic story for you, but something that I have to explain. You know, my, mm-hmm. my dad's my dad's black, my mom's white. Mm-hmm. And um they tried to they moved to San Antonio in nineteen seventy my mom was trying to buy a home. She would go, and then she was like, oh, this home's great, but my husband needs to see it. And so when he would show up, the the folks would say, ah, we sold it. Mm-hmm. You know, It's already got sold, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so my parents basically had to move out to the boonies because it was the only place that I would sell to an interracial couple. Guess what? Those weren't the best schools, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't have the access to the best schools in San Antonio because my parents weren't allowed – uh, to be in, in the best communities, right, or the, or the communities where, I shouldn't say best communities, communities that had the best schools. Mm-hmm. And now, did that impact me long term? Uh, no, because, but I was the exception rather than necessarily the rule. And 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 I think that is the issue that uh, you know, uh, initiatives like diversity, equity, inclusion are trying to make sure that opportunity is equal for folks, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, the the, the misconstruing Dr. King's words mm-hmm. is is is, is is sad. But but the sad thing is, is that not enough people have been taught about what Dr. King uh, really believes. That that there's influence um, from folks that 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 mess up his words.
0: Yep. Um before I get to your presidential campaign uh this uh this year uh, and last year for that matter. Take me back to your time in Congress. You mentioned uh you know being uh, raised in the San Antonio area and I- I'm curious and I, I suspect the audience is as well for those who don't remember when you first got elected. Remind me right quick how a black Republican got elected in Texas. <laughs> and I- and I- and I asked that uh, not to be tongue in cheek. I asked that in part because we know that Texas is very conservative in its politics writ large, and no problem there. So I can see sure. the I can see the Republican part, but we also see all kinds of racist policies being advanced in Texas from the governor's office on down. So I'm trying to right. juxtapose those two things. How does a black Republican get elected to Congress out of Texas? Right.
1: Well, and and I represent a seventy one percent Latino district as well. So I yeah, had that's even crazy twenty miles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had eight hundred. I appreciate that. I appreciate you know you know some people some people now after I've been in Congress they like act like it was oh, it was a fait accompli. It's like no, it was hard work. You mm-hmm, know. Um. Mm-hmm. Look. So so yeah, eight hundred twenty miles of the border. Um. Twenty nine counties. It took ten and a half hours to drive from one corner of the district. At 80 miles an hour, which was the speed limit in most of the district. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, very rural, um, but my hometown of San Antonio was about 50% of, of, of the population. And the reason someone like me got elected right, is, is I, I made I, 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 my, the proposition I put out to folks is say, listen, you're not always going to agree with me, but you're going to see me and you're going to know why I'm doing things. Right? And at the time, um, uh, ISIS, I got elected in the 2014 cycle started in July, January, 2015, mm-hmm. ISIS was cutting off people's heads, right? So terrorism, national security was on the top of people's minds. You know, I spent a decade as a a decade as an undercover officer in the CIA overseas, stopping terrorists, pu- putting nuclear weapons proliferators out of business, you know, stopping Russians from stealing our secrets. And so, so the the that that resonated with people, and and it was a truly a 50-50 district, 50 50% percent Republican, 50 percent Democrat, mm-hmm. and and so so that's why they they voted me the first time. I got reelected because. You know, I I did what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I had more legislations passed as a freshman than any other freshman in in the history of Congress. Um, you know, my total count after six years is about twenty two piece twenty three pieces of legislation, which is more than what most people do in in, in three decades. Um, and, and so, and, and the people knew I was going to be honest with them. Right. And, and the great thing about representing a 50, 50 district, no matter what I did, half the district was upset with me. So Mm -hmm. it was actually quite freeing. Just be honest, Mm -hmm. tell people what the issue is, why I decided this. And so, and I showed up, right. And so, you know, I did more town halls than, than, than most members of Congress. Um, and that was documented. And so that's why people appreciate it. And I showed up to communities that had never seen a republican before mm-hmm. right and and that's how i was able to win in a district and and, and also take a a conservative message to communities that that hadn't hmm. that hadn't well, that hadn't heard it, right? Yeah. You men- you
0: mentioned your time in the CIA and I want to come to that right quick. Uh just trying to a lot I want to cover with you in this in this hour, brother. Um the <laughs> I asked you what it was like being a black Republican getting elected in Texas. I now want to ask what's it like being a black man undercover <laughs> undercover <laughs> in right. the CIA?
1: Look, I- honestly, Tavis was the best job on the planet, right? To be able to work on the most important national security issues of the day. Um, you know, I, I spent two years and two years in DC, uh, doing, you know, training in essence. Uh, that's when 9 11 happened and I ended up being kind of like the, the, I was like the fourth or fifth employee in the unit that ended up prosecuting the war in Afghanistan after 9 11. And I did two years in India, two years in Pakistan, uh, two years in New York City, where I did interagency work, worked with like New York, uh, NYPD, um, Customs, you know, a lot of stuff on on, on counter proliferation. And then I ended my career a year and a half in Afghanistan, where I managed all of our undercover operations. And and so you know, I, it was it was you know, like when I, I left. Because in addition to collecting intelligence and stopping bad guys from blowing up our homeland, I also had to brief members of Congress. And and I'll be honest, I I, I probably briefed over 200 members, Republicans, Democrats, and I was pretty shocked by the caliber of our elected leaders. And I thought they were doing things that was countering what my friends and and I were putting ourselves in, in harm's way and our lives on the lines to do. And so that's why I left a job I loved and was good at uh, to, 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 to run for office. But, you know, it's funny, my first boss overseas was a very senior black, uh, case officer. Mm. My, like the senior ops officer, kind of like, you know, when you're a first tour, you know, you have the senior grizzled guy there to kind of show you the ropes, right? That was a black officer. And then my best friend at the time, uh, was another black officer. Mm. And so we had, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, again, now that it that was a unique um, situation, um, but but like I said, it was um, it was a great experience. I had great opportunities, yeah. um, and 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 having having a uh, having melanin in your skin uh, mm-hmm. allowed you to blend in in a lot of places that yeah. many of my other colleagues
0: couldn't. I can see they hadn't thought about it in that way, but I can see that when we come forward now that you understand a bit more about uh, Will Hurd's backstory, now the uh, the penultimate question: Why this brother? Uh, Decide to run for president of the United States on the Republican Party ticket. Why run? What did you expect to really accomplish in that uh, arena? Uh, We'll talk more broadly about these black Republicans who are, in fact, supporting Donald Trump. What's that about? How does one uh, frame any argument uh, that allows one to support Donald Trump after all that's been said and done? You heard Will Hurd say he's actually supporting Nikki Haley, but I want to get his take Uh, on these black folk who are supporting Donald Trump. And again, why he decided to run for president. There's a great deal more to talk about. Even beyond that, with Will Hurd, who you're listening to right now, and I'm glad about it, on Tavis Smiley. What's your quarrel with the world? You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis Tavis Smiley. Smiley. All right, Will Hurd, tell me, uh, I want to jump right into this. Tell me why you decided to run for president on the GOP ticket this time around as
1: a black Republican. Yeah, sure. Uh, look, I, I knew I was a, a dark horse candidate from from, from Jump Street. Right? No, no, but, no, uh, no pun intended,
0: so. right? No pun intended. Dark horse candidate.
1: Okay. Exactly. Yeah. you're the first but to bring pumped. that up. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, but 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 I really do believe and still believe that that we're facing a number of generational defining challenges that. Neither party was really focusing on, or, or the major candidates, and those parties weren't focusing it on. And ultimately, the the lane uh, for someone like me that didn't have the resources or the name ID of some of these other folks was was I, I talked about at the beginning of the hour. You know, only 25 percent, but it's really about 23 percent of Americans vote in primaries, but 67 percent of Americans vote in um, general elections. And so there's that 44% of people that if you could activate a, a small percentage of them, you can win. Now, I had experience doing that because that's how I was able to win in Congress. You know, if every Republican voted for me in Texas in my district, I would still lose because it was actually a a, a, a left-leaning district. Um, Hillary Clinton had won my seat by, I believe, four points. Um, when Beto O 'Rourke ran against Ted Cruz, he won my district by seven points right and so 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 i, I had some experience in bringing new people into the, not only the primary but in the general election so so that 's why um i did I decided to, to to run and and I also know that you know the 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 g o p we do worse in the three largest growing groups of voters um uh, women with a college degree in the suburbs, black and brown communities. And people under the age of 35 and um, you know I have a history of talking to those groups and doing things that 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 folks in those communities appreciated so so you know I my, my I talked to my wife about this I wouldn't recommend running for president in your first year of marriage um, but <laughs> but I talked to I talked to my wife and said you know if, if we want to make sure that uh, we've done everything in our hands to in, ensure this country is better off for our hopefully future kids, or our nieces and nephews, and your kids, and 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 the future than we we needed to do this, and, and so that's why I decided to run. Mm-hmm. And what and why do you think you 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 ticked off
0: those groups quite nicely? Um, and ironically, that is the future of this uh, democracy or this experiment in for democracy. Sure. That is our future. So it raises the obvious question: Why do you think your party has such a horrible time with those groups who make up the future voters?
1: Because they're only focusing on. Uh, that primary electorate. So, so let, let's take Congress. Um, uh, I, I think it was 97% of congressional seats in 2022 were decided in the primary. And, and in that election cycle, um, I think on average in a congressional seat, and this is an average number changes depending on which seat it is, um, about seventy thousand people vote on average in a congressional in a congressional primary. So that means thirty five thousand people on average were deciding who ninety seven percent of our members of congress, and those are the most extreme elements within the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. So a majority of elected officials only talk to those people because those are the only people that are, are that that come out to vote and keep them in office. This is one reason why uh, the GOP has not won a, a national. Uh, um, uh, we haven't won the popular vote the national popular vote in two decades. The last person to do that was george was george w bush so that's why I think the g o p on you know it like like we have opportunities right because because in and, and again i i don't i don't you know i don't mean to get into a a a debate with someone as smart as you tavis on but but the- the democratic party in many places have Take it for granted, black mm-hmm. and brown
0: communities
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so if, if we take a message, and one is like particular education, instead of being known for burning books, let's talk about increasing opportunities for black and brown kids. and if you take Texas as an example, and this gets into the whole school choice issue, um, the it, Texas did a recent longitudinal study of all the black, uh, of all kids in that have gone to a charter school, eliminated the the learning divide amongst um uh, uh uh kids on all races right and and so why aren't we doing more of this now i also believe we should have competition in schools uh, public schools are important mm-hmm. and public schools should have the same rules that that charter schools do but don't prevent charter schools because that creates that creates competition in the educational space and that p- provides better outcomes for our kids that evidence is clear that's why in Texas, a yeah. lot of, of Democratic uh, elected officials are there. So this is something that we should be we should be leading on, yeah. but we don't because too many people so, focus on just that sliver of a primary vote.
0: So let me say two things right quick. One, um, you will get no debate from me, um, uh, however smart I may or may not be, and that's debatable. Uh, you will get no debate from me on the comment that you made about Democrats taking Black folk for granted. There's no debate there at all. Uh, I regard myself uh, unapologetically as a progressive, uh, but the Democratic Party has for too long, I think, taken black voters for granted. And the Republican Party has flat out ignored African-American voters. I raised this question. I was on CNN the other night, and I raised this question uh, in answer to a question. uh, I raised this frame the other night on CNN. And it was simply this, that time and time again, the nation has turned to black folk to save this democracy from itself. We've done it in every war they turned to us to save the country during the Civil War. Watch this now. Negroes were yet enslaved, and yet we fought in the Civil War to save this country from itself. The war was fought, Nikki Haley, over slavery, and yet we signed up to save this democracy while we were yet enslaved. We did it in World War I and World War II. We defeat, we defeat Hitler. Uh, they can't do it without us. And on the way out of Europe, black soldiers have to sit on the train behind Nazi war criminals. We save America and save the world, frankly, then in the last election, whatever one thinks of Joe Biden, Joe Biden wouldn't have had the Democratic nomination, much less be president. If black folk in South Carolina, particularly black women, had not come to rescue him. And now black folk are being called upon again to save this democracy from authoritarianism and from anarchy. And that's why Joe Biden is pushing so hard trying to shore up these black votes. He can't do it without us. And the question I simply raised the other night is what do Negroes ever or finally get for saving this democracy time and time and time again. We can't get reparations. We can't get voting rights passed. We can't get meaningful police reform passed. Don't get me started. We have saved this democracy so many times. We've, we We've keep fighting to redeem the soul of this nation, and yet we seem to get nothing for all the times we rescue this democracy. Now I'm talking to the country writ large, but in that frame are Democrats who too often take black voters for granted, but Republicans flat out ignore us, so I ain't happy with nobody will hurt
1: hey, look i I agree, and that's why you know in in business, that's called an opportunity because a lot of people feel your way, right? I would say more people feel the way you do then don't. And and that's why I've tried to continue push within the party that I have identified because, the, you know, the, again, another reason why people aren't coming out to vote is because we're not inspiring them. Like we don't have elected that are talking about issues that they actually care about. Right. And so, so I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you on that. And, 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 and the thing that's, that's fresh and this is why people are frustrated. Like I, I go back to, I go back to the, to, to the George Floyd murder. And um, I was still in Congress at that time. I was the first Republican to come out and speak about this. I think I was I was one of two Republicans that actually went and attended a march in solidarity with the community uh, about what, about what happened. Mm-hmm. And what was frustrating in Congress an opportunity to to pass what I would see, think was some very basic elements of of police reform was prevented from happening because. Many of my friends on the Democratic side were afraid of some of the the police unions and pushback on on the police mm-hmm. unions, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 so and then I could talk about immigration with the with the Latino community, right? Like I, you know I was involved in the last real bipartisan effort to have 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 an ability to streamline legal immigration, take care of Dreamers, do all these kinds of things, but. But and that was legislation at the time that we were trying to get get passed by a Republican Speaker.
0: Right. Uh, hey, to cut you off, Will, I'm, I'm just watching watching my clock here. Let me let me let you finish that point when we come forward. I promise. On your issue of uh, education, let me just say it's right quick. for I lose sight of this, uh, I'm all for school choice. Uh, I just want all schools to be choice. You take my point, right? Um, school choice is fine. But why and how do we make, uh, why can't we rather make all schools choice? For as long as we are in this country, the majority of our children, namely black and brown, are going to be in public schools. So don't run past that reality. If, if our kids are going to be in public schools, don't talk to me about school choice if you ain't prepared to do something to make all schools choice for all of our children. What we'll heard when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Interrogating and unpacking.
1: That's what do around
0: here. You're listening to Tavis Smiley.
1: What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if, if they can think it, they can do it. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Joey from Vermont, a farmer trying to get through the winter. Adriana from South Carolina, a single mother living paycheck to paycheck. Liam from Ohio, an injured father struggling to provide for his family. Hi, I'm Shanola Hampton. And I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Don't settle
0: for bumps, ingrowns, and itch due to dry skin. Venus for pubic hair and skin is here with the only razor and regimen specifically designed for your pubic area. Featuring a razor with a patented irritation defense bar and skincare regimen that is dermatologist and gynecologist tested, Venus helps protect your pubic skin from shave irritation. Visit GilletteVenus.com to learn more about our full regimen of products skincare is self-care and with daily beauty steals of 50% off during Ulta beauty's love your skin event. I can find everything I need to make loving my skin a daily practice from brands like Osea, Lancome and Tula. And I can shop weekly skin and wellness deals of 30% off or must have brands. Plus see what's new from brands like bubble and in select stores, Sol de Janeiro and Ula Hendrickson. Hurry event ends January 20th shop in store online or try pickup today. Ulta beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Conditions apply. Eggs are a staple in our diets, and there's only one egg with more delicious farm-fresh taste plus superior nutrition, Eggland's Best. With more vitamins including six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E plus 25 percent less saturated fat than ordinary eggs. Available in so many delicious varieties, classic, cage-free, and organic, Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper Bounty picks up spills quicker And each sheet is two times more absorbent So you can use less than the leading ordinary brain So you can get back to your night Bounty, the quicker picker-upper Sounds oh, different, huh
1: this, this, this is Tavis Smiley. We're heard,
0: I'm watching my clock here and I'm getting tight on time. I, I cut you off. I didn't mean to, uh, didn't want to. You're making a point about immigration. Let me just ask you so we can wrap this real quick and talk about these black folks supporting Trump. Um, how do you think this immigration issue is going to cut this time around? Because uh, Democrats are moving on this issue. Republicans are pressing on this issue. The president is going to end up signing something. But ultimately, how do you're in Texas? You ran a district that was yeah. overwhelmingly Latino. How does this how is this issue of immigration going to cut with Latino voters this year, you think?
1: Sure, and, and 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 last point on the education piece. When when you went out, it, it looked one of the things that we need to do on on taking care is take care of our teachers and governors need to do a better job. Republican and Democratic job governors. We need to be paying our teachers. Agreed. better. But I agree with Agreed. you. Public schools are Agreed. important. But when but, but when it comes when it comes to immigration and how Latino voters can respond. So so. The, the communities along the border, about the Texas-Mexico border, um, these are supermajority Latino districts. And, and guess what? This is a public safety issue. And communities have been dealing with this issue now for almost five years. The current crisis began under Donald Trump. Now, President Biden made it significantly worse with with uh, bad policies, and we can get into that. But when you look at why is um, Joe Biden's numbers in the head-to-head with Donald Trump – um, why is he losing in a head-to-head with Donald Trump, and why is he losing in a head-to-head um, with with Nikki Haley? It's because it's because of this issue of, of immigration and the border crisis. And so, um, you know, uh, President Biden should be uh, pushing and, and looking for some kind of resolution because I think that's going to benefit him. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, uh, electorally. Okay. When we come forward in our remaining moments with Will Heard, I want to go right to the issue that I, I've been teeing up a couple, a uh, couple uh, minutes now and haven't had a chance to get to. But we'll close on this note. And that is um, these black folk who are in fact supporting Donald Trump. Uh, how does one justify that? In what frame are you in uh, that allows you in this election to support Donald Trump as president of these United States? Will Hurd, uh dropped out of the race. Uh, and endorse uh, Nikki Haley uh, And I got even issues with that But that's just me But I really don't understand How anybody black in this election Could support Donald Trump We'll talk about that When we come forward In our remaining moments With Will Heard on Tavis Smiley For all the freedom-loving folk This is Tavis Smiley I
1: feel like freedom
0: Ready to re-examine your assumptions And expand your inventory of ideas More of Tavis Smiley
1: coming your way right now.
0: Well heard. I got four tight minutes here, um, and I want to wrap with a couple of things here. So there's a big story in The New York Times uh, today about the paradox that um, uh, the Biden administration is wrestling with. On the one hand, they want to run against Trump again because they believe that Trump gives them the best chance to win again. On the other hand, he's the guy they're most scared of losing to because of the existential threat that he represents. It's a paradox for the Biden people. Um, That said, uh, how can anybody black in this election support Donald Trump, to your mind?
1: Well, well, it's it's a hard question for me to answer because I don't support Donald Trump, right? I've I've never voted for him. I, I, I never will. I was... One of few Republicans back in 2016 that that didn't support him, right? And so, so it's a hard, it's a hard, that's a hard question for me to answer. Larry, Larry, uh, Larry, but, Larry
0: Elder, who also was in this race with you as a Black Republican, Larry Elder is supporting Donald Trump. He,
1: I, I know, and 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 again, so so I, so the argument many of them are going to make, right? And and again, I, I don't, I, I I am not supportive of Donald Trump. So this is why it's a hard question for me to answer, um, is that the the policies. Right, people's four hundred one ks were were a little bit better. Um, when you look at um, uh, capital formation for black businesses, was higher under Donald Trump than it had been in, in the past. Right, mm-hmm. like people want to fo- focus on on those elements. Right, but but for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I can't subscribe to the fact that. Like, I, I believe the ends do not justify the means. Right. And what many of these people are saying is that the ends yeah. do justify what, the means. What do you? What and do you, and so I, I have a problem with that. Yeah.
0: What do you think? I'm sorry. What What do you think the Supreme Court ultimately is going to do uh, about um, two things? One, whether or not he belongs on these ballots in these states across the nation. Um, uh, he's not been found guilty of anything as yet. Uh, but does yeah. he, how will how they decide on that? And what do you think they're going to say about uh, whether or not uh, one who's engaged in insurrection uh, is qualified or disqualified from running for public office?
1: Well, I, I think on, on both of those that the, the courts are probably not are, are going to rule and say that he can't be kept off the ballot, um, because if he hasn't been tried uh, for those things, and who is to make that a, a a judge or even an administrative clerk, right? in In many states, the Secretary of State as making decisions on ballot issues is is appointed, It's not voted on. And so should that person have the the reason have the ability to keep somebody off the ballots, right? Yeah. And so I don't think the courts are going to rule that way. Yeah. And ultimately, yeah. the best way to deal with Donald Trump, whether it's in the Republican party, or in a general election, is to beat him at the ballot at the box. Yep. And that's why more people need to show up and get engaged, and more people need to get engaged. voting. California is going to have a huge impact in in this election on, on Super Tuesday. And guess what? There are ways for people to make sure the Republican Party has a someone other than Donald Trump, and you can still participate in the other elections and, and, and vote for Democrats. I've got... I've got- um,
0: I got forty-five seconds left. Um, how does one uh, uh, spend one's days uh, post presidential race?
1: <laughs> well, look, I, I'm, I'm right now. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to get back in investment banking. I'm involved in artificial intelligence. I used to be on the board of of OpenAI. Um, So, so I, I, I finally took my wife on a honeymoon. Uh, so that was that you. was a good thing. Happy and, wife, and happy might, life. Happy wife, happy <laughs> exactly, life. Exactly. I've oh, yeah. I, I've learned that, and 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 I might be doing a follow up to my book. I, I wrote a book called American Reboot a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm working on a I'm working on another one.
0: Will Heard, good to have you on this program. I appreciate your insights. Um, I am never afraid to go toe to toe with people who see things differently than I. I say all the time on this program that uh, it's about reexamining your assumptions, expanding your inventory of ideas. Never afraid to engage in these dialogues, and neither are you. And for that, I am grateful. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. Take care. Good to have you on. Take care.